Welcome back to Skin to Surface. My name is Dr. Rena, board-certified dermatologist and host for this week's episode. On this week's episode, I'm very excited to talk about a condition that affects millions of individuals worldwide. And if you listen to some of my previous podcast episodes, I talk about psoriasis a lot and how psoriasis has so many different flavors. It can affect the palms, the soles, the hands and feet. It can affect not only um, the scalp and nails, but even your joints. And so on this week's episode, I'm really excited to be joined by a very special guest, Rena Ruparelia. She was diagnosed with psoriasis at a younger age, and since then, she's truly been a psoriasis warrior and advocate. Um, Within the psoriasis community, she has been featured as well as in Women's Health, Healthline, among other magazines and blogs, and she is not only a mindfulness coach, but champion of skin positivity. Welcome, Rena. Thank you so much, Dr. Rena. (laughs) I love your name. (laughs) I know. I know. It's awesome that we have the same name. Um, Rena is a great name, so <laughs> so um, I just wanted to start with just um, asking, when were you first diagnosed with psoriasis? And at that time when you were first diagnosed, how did it feel? What were your first thoughts? What, what ran through your mind? Oh, this question. Yeah. You know, I never thought about this question for so, so many years because I tried to block it out. It felt like a traumatic experience for me. So I was actually diagnosed at the age of 14, uh, which was for me 1994. So a very long time ago now. Um, And when I was first diagnosed, I was uninterested. Like I was really upset because I I, kind of had these spots all over my stomach. But I thought if I went to the doctor, he'd kind of take a quick look and say, oh, just put this cream on, you know, and it's going to go away. But instead, he first thought, oh, it might be chicken pox um, because they were like small little spots. And so I went back home and a couple of weeks later, as the spots started to grow and turn more silvery and scaly, I was getting really, really concerned. And I went back to the doctor and he was like, actually, I think you have psoriasis. Um, And you might have to see a dermatologist to uh, actually verify that, but I think you have psoriasis. And so again, I had no clue what it was. I just knew that I needed it to go away. And so I would say, you know, initially I was in denial. I was in this place of like, okay, I'm going to get a cream or a pill and it's going to go away. There's no way this can be chronic. There's no way that this can last a lifetime. Um, But as like the weeks and the months, the years that (laughs) went by, Um, I started to feel more and more depressed, um, upset. I felt very, I felt kind of like a victim to my skin. Um, And my whole life kind of started to go into this place of feeling very sad, um, a a lot of grief, but also kind of just hoping I could get rid of it, right? There was this, this feeling inside of me that was like, I just need this to go away so that I can live my life. Yeah, I mean, I I can't even imagine. I think having that, hearing that probably, you know, just impacted your, you know, the way that you saw your skin and your self-confidence. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There was no real kind of confidence at that point either. Cause you know, when you're kind of in those teenage years, I was going to high school um, and I was just, I didn't wear any of the clothes that I wanted. I started to kind of give up on any dreams or hopes that I had. I stopped playing sports. I really wasn't like interested in meeting a lot of new people. I was just isolating and keeping very, very much within my own bubble and my own self. Cause I thought once my skin is clear, 
then I can work on being confident. Then I can start dreaming. Then I can start doing everything. So in a way, it was like I put my life, my dreams, and even getting to know myself on hold, um, just waiting for that magical day, you know, for, for my skin to, to clear. But again, as the years went on, and it didn't really clear, like I'd go into remission or I'd find a good treatment, but it it always came back. And, and, and I remember writing, you know, you always come back and break my heart every time. Because uh, it was just, I, I, I was definitely, for most of my psoriasis journey, I was very, very isolated and sad. Um, so yeah, it, it, there was no confidence for sure. Uh, uh, I was just looking for others to kind of accept me and like me and hopefully not reject me if they ever got a glimpse of my skin. Yeah, I know. I'm so I'm sorry you went through that. And I know a lot of my patients with psoriasis have told me that, you know, something similar where, um, you know, just going out doing day to day activities, you know, sometimes can be a huge feat, you know, you don't you don't feel yourself or you feel em embarrassed about how your skin looks. Um, yeah. And so and um, and so that's when treatment can be really helpful. Um, you know, was treatment ever discussed and did you try any treatments that were um, successful? I know you briefly said some, some things helped at one point. Yeah, so in the beginning, the first treatment I got was crude coal tar, which is like this thick greenish black paste. It smells like mothballs and I would slather that on my skin with the help of my mother, like, cause I had it all over my legs my back, my torso, and then my arms. So my mom and I would kind of put this on and then I'd get wrapped up in like a plastic film and then I'd go to sleep and in the morning, <laughs> we would wake up and we'd wipe it off with like towels. It was, and the bathtub would be stained and I would smell really bad. Um, and then I would complement that with a UV light treatment. So a UVB treatment. So I'd go to this kind of, I guess it's not a tanning bed because it does UVB lights, but I go to the dermatologist's office for just a couple of seconds just to do this treatment. And, and so the light treatment and the coal tar were the first kind of stop. And then I moved on to doing more topical cortisone treatments, which again, they all kind of help for short periods of time. Um, but then my skin would always like flare up if I stopped using them. And you always have to kind of take breaks off of those things. So it was like, it would flare back up. Um, and then I went on like a, a, an oral medication called methotrexate, which made me really sick, but it worked. So for a couple of years, I took that. Um, and then I got to this point that I was like, I'm not taking anything. I just was so tired of taking care of my skin. And that's when like, as the years went on, I kind of managed here and there with topicals, but I would just I, like my skin, I, I just let it flare. I just kind of lived with the psoriasis. Um, and and it, at this point it started to spread onto my hands and my feet and there was really no no hiding it. Um, and now I'm on a, actually, I a couple of years ago, I got lucky to meet a dermatologist that really vibed with me and that I really felt connected to um, and who understood me and asked me a lot of good questions. Um, and now, you know, I've started a biologic treatment. I think it's about, I think it's been about a year and a half um, that I've been doing a biologic treatment and it's been wonderful. I don't get sick. My skin is in remission. Um, I have a lot of energy. And for the first time in my life, I get to wear all the clothes that I want. And psoriasis isn't like the number one kind of deciding factor in what I do, what I wear, what I think, where I go. Um, so it feels kind of good to kind of be, you know, in a place that I, that I don't have to constantly think about managing my skin. No, that's, that's great. No, I'm so glad that you found biologic treatment because, you know, psoriasis research has come 
such a long way where now you don't necessarily need to do the PUVA and the coal tar and, and the biologics, how I think of them is they're more targeted therapy. So rather than knocking out your whole immune system, they target a specific player in the game of psoriasis. And so there you might not, it gives you more flexibility too. A lot of them, you don't have to do the shots every other week. And now a lot of them are, you know, eight to 12 week um, frequency um, in terms of the injection. So it, it kind of gives you a little bit more flexibility, I'm sure too, where it's not, you're constantly not having to worry about the side effects or treatment. Yes, that has been actually, I'm so happy you brought that up because my treatment is once like every two months. So once every eight weeks and that has changed everything. Cause yeah, I don't have to take something every day. I don't have to have this big moisturizing routine. Although I still do do that as a part of my own self care, but it doesn't require daily maintenance or even daily thought. And that, yeah, it's the treatments have come a really long way since, since I was first diagnosed. And I think that that has really helped. And I also did more kind of holistic treatments as well, such as managing my stress, working with things like not like figuring out what my triggers were. So avoiding things like alcohol, drinking more water, exercising, having like a whole food diet, taking supplements. So I think I've really started to take care of myself in a holistic way and getting the biologic was kind of that cherry on the top. Great. And I'm glad you brought up holistic treatment because this comes up quite a bit um, with my with my own patients. And I always love to hear about everyone's experiences, but any dietary changes that you found or any supplements that you found to be very helpful? Yes. For me, vitamin D is a big one because I live in a place where we don't get a lot of sun and I have more melanated skin. So definitely having vitamin D daily, B12 for me as well, just with my energy. Um, and then avoiding things that are like a lot like gluten in, in large quantities for me or refined sugar, um, not eating so much dairy. So on a personal level, like that has made a big difference. And I notice when I eat whole foods, so whole fruits, whole vegetables, um, on a consistent and constant basis that I have so much more energy, my skin is glowing. And I know that I'm taking care of my whole body then. Um, so those have all been helpful as well as, you know, taking a probiotic, um, all of those um, in terms of food have been have been really, really helpful. But I think, you know, what I've also seen in my community is that everyone's triggers are so different and everyone's bodies are so different. So what will work for someone else may not work for me. So what's been really, really important on this journey is being curious and paying attention to the things that may cause me to itch. Or when I do have a bit of a flare up or flaking or redness, I'm like, I wonder what I ate or was there a stressful moment in my life that could have triggered this or caused this. So paying closer attention to those things um, and figuring out kind of what's my unique triggers um, has been really, really helpful. Yeah, no, that's true. And 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 I always say keeping like a diary, even for allergens, allergic reactions, you know, and even for myself, you know, if I find that, you know, I start to get um, hives um, uh, on my skin, trying to figure out what, what might be the trigger. And same thing with psoriasis. Um, any over-the-counter therapies or any creams or moisturizers that you found to be helpful, um, especially kind of coming down on that that itch and that dry skin? Yes, definitely. I think like having oatmeal baths. And if my skin isn't um, having like open cuts, I can also do Epsom salt baths. I found that really, really, really helps. Um, but when I have like, if my skin is flaring and I have more kind of um, fissures, 
and that stings too much. But having a nice bath with oatmeal can be really helpful for me. Another thing in terms of moisturizers, obviously things that are just unscented. I love using this Nivea cream. It's like a 24 hour uh, uh, coverage. It doesn't have any scent. And the other thing, I went through this flare up in my face um, and I think it was a combination of psoriasis and eczema and I found um, Skin Fix. They sent me some products and I love it because it works on repairing the skin barrier. So I found that really, really helpful. I found that it really brought down my flare, but also really kept me moisturized. I also, you know, love Aquaphor. <laughs> Forever love Aquaphor for my for those spots that are like really stubborn or very flaky and dry. Aquaphor is always like amazing after like I take a shower, I slather that on and it kind of feels like a topical, but it doesn't obviously have any of the actives in it. So a great way to kind of keep my skin moisturized and lock in the lock in that water so that my skin doesn't get all flaky. I love, I love skin fix and I love, love aquaphor. It's a great, you know, especially for the hands and feet. I was, you know, for me, I get really dry hands during the winter. Um, so just putting it on my hands and then putting, you know, um, old socks on or glove, cotton gloves, that works really well. Um, did your psoriasis ever, did it just be on your skin or did you ever feel as though you might've had some joint involvement or were you ever evaluated for joint involvement? Yeah, you know, again, since I started doing more psoriasis advocacy, I learned about the connection between our skin and our joints um, and psoriatic arthritis that I could be at risk for it. So I, um, because I had psoriasis on my elbows, my knuckles, my knees, um, my ankles, all these joints, um, I did get tested by a rheumatologist um, a few times for psoriatic arthritis. And yes, so I haven't had any any complications in that area. Um, but I do continue to monitor those things with my dermatologist um, every time that I visit her. So every three months, because you never know. Um, and I want to make sure, but, but personally, yeah, I haven't had any, any joint pain or stiffness um, except for the flaring up when I was, when I wasn't managing uh, my skin. Great. I know you had briefly talked about, you know, just your platform, um, but what made you interested in, in um, speaking about psoriasis and on a broader platform, Instagram, social media, YouTube? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I got to say, I really fell into this advocacy work and, and working um, as someone talking about psoriasis and, and sharing my story and, and hopefully helping to help others um, who might be struggling and being where I used to be. So I started kind of posting on Instagram as a way to get support for my own self. I was going through a really bad flare up in, I think it was like 2015 that caused me to have to take disability leave from my work. I couldn't really move my hands. I couldn't wash my hair. My skin had gotten so flared up that I couldn't like even like really bend my fingers without them splitting. And so I was forced to kind of lay in bed and figure out a way to take care of myself. Um, and that's when I started browsing on Instagram. I started just looking up psoriasis hashtags. Up until that point, I had never really talked to anyone about it, maybe a few people here and there, but it was a very private journey. I always kind of kept a you know, stiff upper lip and acted like, oh, it's just skin, I'm fine. Like that was my my attitude, although I was like just dying inside and 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 always thinking about it. I, I wrote it off to everyone else like I was fine. And so while I was going through this flare up, I started to discover other people who were sharing their journey. And for once, I kind of realized I wasn't the only one going through this and that there were people actually showing their skin. And there was something so 
profound about seeing other people, you know, posting with their skin open for the world to see. And there was a part of me then that was like, maybe I could share too. I feel like this would be a really good step in like not hiding anymore. And so I started sharing a little bit of what I was thinking, some quotes, you know, um, and then eventually a picture of myself, which felt like I just remember posting this picture. You can't even really see the skin. It was so filtered. I think I was terrified, but for me, it was a big step. And I put this picture up and like my heart was beating so fast and I was sweating, but I remember seeing comments and messages from my, you know, the few people who were following me at that point. And it felt so good and validating because people are like, well, I, oh, I wish I could post a picture like that. Or they would say, you know, you go girl, you got this. And as time went on, I started to share my like coming out of my psoriasis closet, as I like to call it, right? Coming out of hiding into the world, I started to do it publicly online because I thought, well, if I have this community of other people who also have the condition and who are encouraging me, maybe I can use this for a way to push myself. And so I started to grow in that way. And eventually I started to find ways to take care of myself and my skin started to calm and I started to feel better about myself. And that put me in a position where I got to start now sharing information and helping to support others. And now I would say, you know, I get to share a lot about my, how I've come from a person who is hidden, hiding, depressed, very, very anxious about my skin, someone who never talked about it to someone who can say the word psoriasis without crying, can be there for others. And someone who I believe, like for myself, I feel very proud of myself for the way that I work through this condition, but also very grateful for the support that I've gotten and now the treatment that I've been able to kind of be open to because I shared my journey and I became, you know, unafraid of taking different treatments or I became even more conscious about taking care of myself in a holistic way. And also, you know, being open to new treatments, being open to learning, asking questions, making more the most of my dermatologist appointment. That's that's something I really got from, you know, advocating is when I go to my dermatologist as an equal partner, as someone who's there advocating for my health and working with my dermatologist, not expecting them to clear me or someone else to fix me, but I'm going in asking questions, sharing symptoms, seeing what's out there, and then making an educated and proper decision for myself. That's really led me to a place now that I can say I feel good and I'm able to now share that message with others. Um, so it's kind of like something I've fallen into, into through my own struggle. Um, but it's been it's been such a great journey because without this online platform, I don't think I would be feeling as good as I do now. No, I mean, that's amazing. I think I think it's, you know, just even reading the comments and and reading just going on the blogs, it's just you you've really opened up so much and and such a great resource. And I know um, I, I'm glad you brought up the questions that to your dermatologist and having a, a, a great conversation with your dermatologist, because I find that during those appointments, there's just so much to talk about when it comes to psoriasis. And so you know, it's, it's great being so prepared for your visit and, and, um, you know, kind of knowing what to ask. And then sometimes I'm the way where I, I feel sometimes overwhelmed and then I leave and then I have all these questions. And so it's great that, you know, you're a great resource so that, you know, if someone is experiencing psoriasis or they may, um, you know, be initially diagnosed with it, that they could also use your Instagram and your social media as a way to kind of look into it and then go to your their dermatologist and ask some of those appropriate questions. 
Um, can you share some of the challenges you encountered? I know you definitely opened up so much with, you know, in the beginning and, and um, with just the challenges you encountered with living with psoriasis, but do you still experience some challenges living with your psoriasis? Okay. So I would say at times, yes. And the thing that's really interesting is that my skin is mostly clear. And that's the part that I find very interesting is that I still have a lot of the old kind of insecurities about showing my skin or feeling nervous to wear certain things. Like it's so interesting. Like it really took me a long time to kind of feel comfortable going out in shorts or wearing even now, even wearing a bathing suit. I don't know what it is, but it's like, even though the psoriasis is healed, the scars or that internal battle that I had, you know, and, and sometimes still do have the self-esteem, the self-confidence, those are things that I continue to work on. Um, so I would say that still comes up for me. And that means I have to really practice, you know, self-compassion. It means I have to practice staying connected with others. It means I have to con stay connected to serving other people so that again, I remember um, that I'm whole, that I'm okay, that everything's fine, you know, regardless of whether my skin is expressed in psoriasis or not, I'm worthy of wearing the things that I want. I'm able to do those things. And I would say, you know, recently, another thing, you know, on a physical level, symptom wise, um, I went through like a flare up on my face. I think like sometimes um, a certain biologic I was taking can lead to more eczema. So I was getting a lot of like puffiness in my face and it was so, so bad a few months ago. And I'm, again, I'm grateful for my dermatologist because she was able to kind of pinpoint what it was right away. And we switched my medication and everything has kind of gone down. But those symptoms, like going through that huge flare up on my face, because I've never really had it there. Oh my gosh, that put me right back into 14 year old Rena. It put me right back into that first time I was diagnosed going through this pain. But this time I had the tools to take care of myself through it. I was like, okay, I'm going to need sleep. I'm going to have to take care of myself. going to have to be calm. I'm going to skip doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm going to up my supplements. I'm going to eat this, this, and this while I'm waiting for my treatment to be changed um, and then get the support. I was going to therapy at that time a little bit more. And also, like I said, I booked my dermatologist appointment like right away so I could kind of find, figure things out. So although I still kind of bump up against things or have symptoms from time to time, I think the things that, the thing that's changed now is that I have, resources, tools, um, and the support that I need to help me move through it versus get stuck in it and it be this perpetual cycle of like suffering and kind of, you know, going back into a dark place. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it, it definitely when it impacts your face, I can, you know, imagine it, it must have been very frustrating and, and um, stressful, but I'm so glad that you were, you had the tools to, you know, to, um, to help with kind of cope with, um, those, that difficult time. Mm. Thank you. Me too. You know, <laughs> it, was, so it was a good yeah. moment. It was a good moment to be like, Oh my gosh, I've come like, this is different than it would have been in the past. So yeah. thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> no, I mean, I see that actually with a lot of my psoriasis, you know, patients where it's clear on their body and then, you know, it started on their scalp for some reason, never was on their scalp. And now they, they almost feel um, as though they're just all the progress that we've made that, you know, it just kind of, they took a step back. And so it's, it's, I'm so happy that you mentioned that because, you know, for those of you who are listening, that's, you know, really important 
to kind of um, find ways that you can, you know, because psoriasis, what's on our skin, you know, can not only, like you've mentioned, you know, throughout this podcast episode is it can really impact your, you know, mental health, even, you know, not just psoriasis, acne, eczema, anything, you know, that's on our skin, it, it may not just be limited to the skin itself. Um, any advice that you have for individuals living with psoriasis? Any helpful tips that you have or any resources that, you know, obviously will, um, your, your Instagram is an incredible resources, resource, um, but any um, resources that you found helpful or any advice that you have? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, yeah, like Instagram has been for me a huge sort uh, source of support, but I would also say, you know, going to, um, going to get therapy has been a very, very good thing to just talk about these things. I've also taken a lot of mindfulness courses. So, um, one course that I love is called mindfulness based stress reduction. And that really got me getting more in touch with my body, with the symptoms that I'm having, the sensations, as well as the thoughts and the emotions. I think also, depending on where you live, there's a lot of associations, you know, in Toronto, we have, or in Canada, rather, we have the Canadian Association of Psoriasis Patients or the National Psoriasis Foundation in the States. I think that finding a local psoriasis association that offers kind of different information, opportunities to connect stories of other patients treatments that are being worked on just to kind of keep on top of what what might be there i found that really really helpful and something else again like i said instagram is really helpful but something that i i started to offer was um having a psoriasis meetup so a community meetup where i would bring people together um just over zoom and i would break them into small groups and give them an opportunity to talk about their skin and their journey and how they're treating or how they're feeling. And people would show up kind of at their lowest or maybe in a place of being really strong and everyone would be able to support each other. There's a sense of kind of interconnectedness and a sense of kind of, again, sharing and opening up um, and being seen as you are and sharing a part of yourself, maybe that feels scary or vulnerable. I think that can be so, so healing. So so I would say, you know, kind of my my biggest line that I always tell people is you are not alone, you know, and you don't have to do this alone. So although you want to isolate and although you might feel like you're the only one, you absolutely are not. There is help. There is resources. There is hope. Um, and I'm definitely a living testament to that. Wow, that's amazing that that you do the Zoom session. How how can people find out about? Is that through your Instagram? Or? Yeah, it's through my Instagram. There's just a link on there um, yeah. to sign up for it. Um, psoriasis community meetups, um, and I do that every few months. I just had one, um, and we did self compassion. We did a self compassion workshop, um, and then we did a meetup all together. So learning how to be kind to ourselves. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> you are amazing, Rena. This is that's an Thanks. incredible. Wow. It, that's an amazing resource. And I definitely will um, actually recommend that to some of my patients as well. I'm um, here in the States, um, you know, who um, may also are, you know, need um, that extra, you know, an additional resource um, that I love the National Psoriasis Foundation. And I completely agree with you. There's so many different you know, just even Googling um, psoriasis foundations and um, and on YouTube, Instagram, there's so many great resources. And again, um, for those um, who are listening, um, we'll definitely post um, information about Rena's Instagram and all of her information as well. Um, 
Well, that's all we have for today's episode. I hope you guys learned a lot. I learned so much as always. Um, I'll also post all of the information that we talked about on Spotify. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. As always, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Skin the Surface Pod and our website, skinthesurfacepod.com. Stay safe and healthy, podcasters.